Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of What's Your Jersey Podcast. <laughs> I love it. My guest, you are the first guest that's actually fist pumped before I even got to. I mean, it's a, you said Jersey and I have uh, dated multiple guys from Jersey and I've spent time in New Jersey. So I felt like that was just like my natural inc- inclination. It's like, and Indian. I tanned today and the only thing I didn't do was my laundry, but I d- I'm wearing clean laundry. So I'm wearing clean laundry. Yes. I didn't gym. Not gonna lie. You didn't, didn't gym? gym? I didn't gym today. I, I know. I need to get back into it. I was so hungover. Uh, I literally see all of your posts, uh, <laughs> your Plyo Jam posts. Uh, shameless plug, but your Plyo Jam <laughs> posts. And I do get inspired. I'm like, damn, she looks so good. Oh, I, I love you. You're like naturally hot. Um, so you probably don't need the class, but okay, like it would whatever. be fun for you. We were just saying like, it's, it's going to be beach body season, even though that's 20 all day, every day here, but the carbs. It felt like summer for, guys. We're in West Hollywood right now and it's about a hundred degrees. It was so hot today. <laughs> it's real bad. Um, yeah. So my guest, I'm going to actually formally introduce you. Um, but you mentioned Plyo Jam and Meatballs. I call my listeners Meatballs for new subscribers to the podcast. What's up, guys? Um, I'm actually doing a pop-up Plyo Jam class in New York this week. Uh, so it'll be on April 13th, Friday, from 7 to 8 p.m. at the Flatiron District Athleta Store. So come. That's what's up. Yeah. It's, it's going to be hot and sweaty and you're going to get to dance your little booty off and I'll make you excited to go out and hit the town after. Do exactly. Say that? I Honestly, like say I feel like the that's the, my motivation to work out, which I'm about once a week right now. I took a week off. I'm not going to lie is just so I can eat whatever the fuck I want because <laughs> life is too short to restrict yourself from the, the good stuff. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. Food is my weakness. Oh, 100%. So, no, I yeah. work out so hard so I can. I No apologies, right? I don't want to be one of those girls that's like, mm, I can't. You know no. what I mean? So. We were, the reason why I was deathly hungover this morning, um, not only did we do a photo shoot for our musical, the Do You Remember This? The musical where... I play Britney Spears and we were just really method yesterday. Huge. <laughs> so we were just like pouring vodka into the Red Bull cans. <laughs> we were like, this will be fun. You like filmed at a gas station barefoot. You're like <laughs> in character at all times. You have the umbrella, exactly. shaved your head. All the things. You know, yes. circa, Britney circuit 2006. Oh, you had to go through all the Britneys. You all know? the Britneys. We, no- the song Umbrella, I actually sing that in the musical. Wow. Oh yeah. My favorite huge. one, I'm doing Rehab. As Britney. Really? Yeah. So it's like a hybrid. It's like Rihanna, Britney, Brianna. Brianna. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. I like it. Oh my God. They they should start hybriding pop stars. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So exactly. that would be a good collab. That would be amazing. Yeah. I feel like I'm like Britney and Fergie had a baby. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's definitely. that's a good collab. <laughs> that's a good one. But then my guy friends from New York, shout out to George Rotulo, who owns all the Whiskey Brooklyn's, texted me as we were starting the photo shoot here. He was like, oh, I just flew in and I'm staying at Chateau Marmont. Do you guys want to come over and have like dinner and stuff? We are so close to going in our like juicy velour sweatsuits and wigs. We should have. Yeah. We really that should have. Been, and then you could have gotten photos. I know. We took them in front. Uh, yeah. In character. We did in character okay. in front. Um in the car? Yo, you, there's a car picture. Oh my uh, God, wait. Meatballs, Paris Hilton just liked the car picture. Um, wait, the reenactment? Yes. Here, wait. I'll show you. Hold on. Meatballs. It's all happening. I'll post the picture I for die. you guys. <gasps> um, <laughs> oh my 
my god this yes. is crazy oh you Look like this it photo. you're like one of the first people just you and paris hilton to see it <laughs> um, how crazy does that look just like the real photo yay. you guys are ridiculous yeah, well we're just paris a little too hilton obsessed. much love to her she's actually um she's 420 friendly and i know this I because that. yeah because um i put up a weed meme of her and she liked it but like she had she had i put it up months ago uh-huh. and i guess like a couple weeks ago she finally saw it somehow liked it and even put like a cat laugh sign i screenshot it and sent it to what? all the important people in my life and i was like oh my god uh did i screenshot it to you no. fuck but i told you about it did i tell you about it no, okay you are I, like- well fuck i was saving for that for in person saving for in, per- for in person um because <laughs> i knew you were coming i knew you were coming no no, no. i sent it to all, all the people that would actually care would, would, would cat care i don't know no uh, I, thank you for having by the way for those who will be listening i brought i tagged along my high school best friend here because she came into town to visit me and so uh she's just like uh an encyclopedia into my life but um yes. but for real she she liked it and it was huge moments for me so i can relate to your instagram famous now if mm-hmm. paris Hilton likes her i shit. mean yeah self-proclaimed yeah for sure point being i went to chateau and had two bowls of spaghetti bolognese and probably two bottles of wine totally worth to it the face and you deserve yeah. it after that reenactment right? i mean come on so god how's your day going my day well i had well you know it was kind of gr- it, it's been great it's monday we went and had brunch uh we got to brunch and we almost had a carafe of mimosas but we decided you know just one drink it's, i looked at the guy and i was like do we really need a carafe it's 12 on a monday and the guy looked yes. at me like mm. so we you know so i had brunch i had a tough day today we had brunch we laid out um but i do i work i swear i have a job all right i'm going to introduce you now um i love you i think you're absolutely hysterical um my guest this week everyone travels and performs comedy all over she is also a cannabis influencer advocate activist yeah activist Mm -hmm. yes um you write for the chive i don't write i've just (laughs) been featured in a bunch of weird media outlet a variety of media outlets not the out the the outlets themselves aren't weird but the variety in which i've been featured in is an eclectic variety so amazing and Uh, are you a bud tender i do i work uh I work at a dispensary in West Hollywood, the oldest dispensary in West Hollywood called Oz WeHo. They've been around for 15 years. Um, it's co-owned by Dr. Dina and a guy named Jason. And Dr. Dina is was like Snoop Dogg's like drug dealer, like super famous. Basically, the show Weeds is about her life. They look exactly alike. Um, what? Yeah, she's just a boss bitch. They're both just dope people. Um, I also work at a restaurant, and then I, I do my internet things my web stuff uh she makes really really funny memes Thank if you. you guys want to check them out just go to at wolfie memes because they're hilarious Thanks. paris hilton likes them <laughs> i love by... all the things about them thank anyway you. guys welcome to the podcast thank rachel you. wolfson thank you so much for having yes me. thank you for being here wolfie is what you're well it's weird because i'm going famous. through this like branding crisis i'm like people don't know how to what to introduce me as or and i don't know what to like what to refer myself to because like i feel 
feel like Wolfie memes is like this extension of me. It's not like I'm not just always about weed all the time, even though I love weed, smoke weed all day. It's like every day. me and Britney Spears. Right. Exactly. Like, like you have to have a healthy Britney. relationship with, you know, the the passions you and you have in your life. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. And I, I recently found the other Rachel Wolf. There's tons of Rachel Wolfsons in the world, sadly. And there's actually one out in the world who is in marketing, uh, in tech. She lives in California as well. And she kind of looks like me. And so we became friends recently on Facebook. Seriously, Google you and like become friends with all of them. So you can just keep tabs. It's kind of like, it's funny. So we became friends and she hit me up and said that she's been getting, uh, getting booked on com or asked to get booked on comedy shows and i was like please send them my way like oh she's getting mistaken God. for me and i was like fuck what if i'm missing out on shows she's stealing your spot um, no she's not, <laughs> she's she's not, not you comedy. know what i mean but she's a she writes for like the huffington post and she's i was just like damn can you just like get married and change your name please change it i know but whatever shout out to her for not being lame she, she doesn't suck so wait so she reached out to you or you reached out to her she friend requested me on facebook in which i accepted okay so i was like i need to keep tabs nice you know like what is who's who's out there what are they representing our name you know like what, <laughs> what are, are they doing, doing to the what brand? are they doing for the brand for the rachel wolfson brand like are they representing it well you know so i think she's doing all right i think, I think we're doing okay good. yeah well you're although doing when you google my name my shit comes up first and that's really all i care that's about it. Yeah, so. you're number one. Thank you. Yeah, you don't want to do those shows if they're not smart enough to even say. I don't. You. I'm just like I don't want to be the number two Rachel Wolfson. <laughs> you know, if I'm going to be a Rachel Wolfson, it's going to be the number one. So the reason why I ran into Rachel at the Hollywood Improv maybe uh, two months ago. Yeah, and I was like, I need you to do my <laughs> four twenty episode of what's your yeah you that was the night i was on a show called glaze shout out to michael glazer for putting on a dope show and i followed tom segura that night and i was like (gasps) shaking in my boots uh you did so good you were on cloud nine uh yeah no i was uh i was literally and figuratively but um yeah that was funny and i was like absolutely i'll do your show and here we are and here we are yeah it's all happening so i wanted rachel on because I am like the opposite knowledge wise (laughs) of what you have. Like I know nothing. Have you ever smoked weed? I have smoked weed. I had a terrible, I was going to actually ask you about a bad weed experience story. Okay. Um, But it doesn't like, I like just don't tell me about that, that experience and what, where were you? What was the weed? And when was it? All right. So I was dating someone who he smoked a lot. And so we like went on a date and he had just bought this house in the hills that was like three levels and that will come into play later yeah, on in the for story. Sure. There's a lot of steps in the house. <laughs> Literally. And we had had a fun date and I was like, I want to smoke. Like, and he was like, yeah. ah, I don't know. I don't know if you should. And I was like, no, like if you can do it, I can do it. And like, we had already been like drinking. We had had Jameson and like wine and it was, yeah. So you crossfaded. I, is that what that's called? Mm-hmm. I crossfaded. So he, it was out of a bong. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's what those are called. Yeah. God. Um, yeah. So I took one hit and it was great and it went down really smooth and I was like, I want another one. And he was like, I, I really don't. I, I, and I was like, no, I'll do it. I'll be fine. 
And literally, he had taped. It, there was a Giants game on that, like, I had missed while we were at dinner. So he was like, why don't we go down to the living room to watch the Giants game? Right. And I was like, totes. That sounds great. And, like, as I'm walking down the steps, it was like my body, like, kind of just, like, gave out. And you passed out? No. But, like, he was in front of me, so, like, he didn't see that. And I kind of, like, got control of it. And so I, like, walked down and sat on the couch. And then for the entire game, it was like the scene in What Lies Beneath. Have you seen that? Yeah. Where Michelle Pfeiffer's in the bathtub and her whole body, like, can't... Is paralyzed. She's paralyzed. I was trying to levitate a bottle of water with my <laughs> eyes. That sounds kind of awesome. That sounds great. But I am... I guess I'm maybe a control freak. Well, I was losing my mind about it. And it was... I felt so sick. I can... Well, I can... Okay. So the only bad experience... I I ever had was probably one of the first times I smoked weed and it was with a bong and I if you're gonna try smoking I would never recommend a bong hit as like your first that's more for like the seasoned smokers people who like want that intense hit of like a lot of smoke if I were you I would start with like a joint or a vape pen or a bath bomb or uh, Rachel brought me the cutest yes my best friend uh shout out to Olivia she's I work I have a podcast with her on iTunes um called the bud we can plug that later but we interview people we admire and respect in the cannabis industry and also like comics who smoke weed and just people like who um represent the plant in a way that we you know support or whatever so she has a company called kush queens and what i liked about her and what i love about her is i i've always smoked weed ever since pretty well it wasn't truth be told I didn't smoke weed in high school I was always around people who smoked weed my friend Kat she was the stoner chick and that's who I like thought was a big stoner except she smoked like a couple times a week you know what I mean (laughs) but you know and she would always try and get me to smoke but it wasn't until I got to college that I became like in love I fell in love with the plant whatever and I was like known I built up this reputation or whatnot and but I was always uh, off put by the images that the cannabis industry represented women how they represented them okay and I felt a lot of it was just like trashy and you know girls with their nipples out and like whatever and of course there's a place for that because I'm from Vegas I'm no prude but like for me I just didn't identify with those images and so Olivia the, I'm gonna circle back but the uh, my friend whose company it is she creates products for yeah um I mean, for millennial women or just, you know, products that are classy um, in different ways that you can enjoy cannabis because what it is, is the people who already smoke weed are going to enjoy these products, but these products are getting into the hands of people who don't necessarily smoke weed. Like my mom is a huge fan of the CBD bath bomb and she's never smoked weed in her life because she just loves the effects that it has so, like, on you. What is this going to do? I like run a so, warm bath and just, it's also a beautiful little, yeah, it's like rose colored. Uh, thank you. Yeah. No, uh, I'm like, thank you. It's my No, Olivia. <laughs> like, I did everything. Yeah. No, Olivia is, uh, she's brilliant and, and she has a cool ass name. That's my favorite girl name. She's dope. Um, She basically why I like these products and why I support her so much is because um, like this bath bomb, I mean, you just get in a bath and when the bath is filled up, you drop it in and you sit there for however long. Like I take them on the daily and why I like them is because the thing about 
cannabis is people are so stuck on the whole THC gets you high. I don't want to feel high. I don't want to feel out of control. Well, our bodies are designed to consume cannabis. We have an endocannabinoid system and our bodies just are meant to receive CBD and THC. It's just medicine. You can look it up. It's a fact. It's, uh, I don't know why. I mean, they're starting to talk about it more and more because more research is being allowed slowly but surely, but because it's still federally illegal, technically, that um, there's not a lot of money behind research, like scientific research, even though like we're all kind of just self guinea pigs and we know, okay, this works for us, you know. Um, But the CBD, they're finding, which is another um, chemical component of the plant. There's THC, there's CBD. There's actually a bunch of, there's CBD, this thing cbdn cbd thca there's more than just thc and cbd and what a lot of companies do will extract this certain part of the plant um, because they all have different medicinal purposes and when it comes to cbd they're finding that it is fighting cancer cells uh it helps with um, narcolepsy sleep nausea anti-anxiety there's a ton of medicinal uses that people are using cbd and thc but particular cbd and then what is so special about it is cbd is the non-psychoactive part of the plant so for those who aren't necessarily into the whole idea of getting high or whatever it just is purely the medicinal parts of the plant so you get the medicinal effects of it without feeling high so that's my rant about I, I feel THC like I just, I need to I'm like how do I give her the how do I give her the the breakdown I'm uh, like thank god I'm not high right now I right? totally would not Basically, have gotten that yeah it's Kat, just did you pay attention <laughs> Yeah, no. uh, So, yeah. So, that's basically... And she figured out a way to put it into a bath bomb. So, you will not feel high in your head, but your body will relax or... That's what I... I need something. Mm -hmm. Because I've had, like, a lot of anxiety lately. It's not... Yeah, basically, CBD is, like... Yeah, they're finding different ways, like, you can spray it under your tongue. You can take a capsule. You can chew a gummy. You can smoke it. You can vape it. You can can you know use it in a bath bomb so um instead of people are coming off anti-anxiety medication and um using cbd products <gasps> okay so i had a question yeah someone had i did dana moon's podcast yeah the moon me podcast and she had all these um little gummies mm-hmm. and she gave me like bags of them and I haven't taken any of them yet and I didn't know I know I could probably Google this or I should have just asked her but some were indica and some were sativa yeah. and I will you tell the meatballs like yes the, the okay so uh, <laughs> when you come into the shop we have indica sativas and hybrids so sativas are more of your daytime you're going to want to smoke them during the day it's more of a head high um, it's good for creativity good if you want to clean the house if you want to it's kind of like Adderall or caffeine, if you will, oh. but it won't give you the harmful effects of it. But it's just more of like, okay, you know, it'll just get you uh, get those creative juices flowing. Um, there's the indicas, which are more for nighttime and more of a body high and more for relaxation, anti anxiety. Um, it's more for fighting pain. Uh, those are more what you would want to smoke during the night. And then the hybrids are a mixture of both. Some are more sativa dominant. Some are more indica dominant. It just depends on the strain. And if you're a person who suffers from anxiety, I would more 
recommend for you to consume either hybrids or indicas because you're not going to want the head stuff because we're all already naturally up in our head we need something to kind of just like slow those thoughts down but will it like slow me down too much I get well that's the thing that's that. why i would say do hybrids because um hybrids have that i mean it's it's a little bit of both and yeah. here's my thing when i because we do get people who come into the shop and they're like oh i just I, like they're with someone or they don't want they're there to support someone else they don't really smoke weed or whatever and i always tell them to approach it medicinally like ask yourself how do you want to feel and like because it's not like you go into a CVS and you just start taking every single medicine that's given to you. <laughs> like, can you imagine how, gross, how like, sick we would all be? Like, of course it doesn't work like that. For me, it's like, I like strains. I know certain strains work for me. Certain, yeah. You know, they give me what I need. So that's it's a lot of it's trial and error, not being afraid to like find what works for you. Okay. So, so I just need to find like some free time. I mean, if, just... if you know, you just don't, if you do, if you know, you just don't like it then that's cool but let's say there's a point in your life where okay i have an ailment and i don't necessarily i want to try something more natural yeah you know so there's tons of products out there i want the rachel blend right like what (laughs) what's your cocktail Uh, choice with weed (laughs) well it really depends on the day and what i'm doing for writing like if I'm writing, I'll, I will smoke sativas. I use a, I like a strain called Blue Dream. It's really good for creativity. It's a nice mild high, but it it gets those juices flowing. Like I'll, I like writing when I'm stoned. I do not like performing high. I hate it. I you don't do. okay. and perform. And, but because of like the new laws and with everything happening, like a lot of these stoner shows are popping up. You'll probably get asked to do it because they are really fun. Especially I've done some of them. If you yeah, I always say yes because it's really actually funny for people who don't consume. Yeah, to consume and then perform because that's really what they want to see they don't want to see someone like me who's a seasoned smoker who's high all the time you know what i mean I should they, just start reaching out to all these places. you should because it's good stage time because <laughs> performing in front of drunk people is so different than performing in front of stoned people mm-hmm. people who are drunk they'll laugh at pretty much anything you give them enough drinks and if you're you know funny they'll laugh and they'll love you but stoners they laugh on the inside so it's a huge mind fuck because you're like they're not i'm bombing right now but it, but like i feel like stoners also like a lot of physical comedy which you do have yeah because we like to like when you're stoned you don't want to get into a serious conversation you don't want to be like heady yeah, exactly you want to like that's why i feel like crystalia would do well in all audiences oh, and God, everyone yes. loves him because he's so physical you know he's just so fun to like look he's, he's funny fun, looking he's funny and he's yes. funny to watch and yeah and the second last week my guest brought up crystalia yeah he just keeps getting dropped yeah yeah <laughs> shout out <laughs> chris so, no yeah. that's awesome yeah so. all right i want to get to well there's still so many questions i have for you on this um but the point of what's your jersey is to figure out where you're from and how you got to where you are so my jersey is new jersey because that's where i'm from so yeah yeah, rachel's jersey is las vegas yeah we just got sports teams by the way i am so excited which is so on brand with the podcast i love that you brought that Um, up (laughs) well growing up i was i'm a huge tomboy huge i played sports uh pretty much high school until i broke my arm like i I played basketball i was huge basketball fan i was really good yeah and um you know i was a i always had like i was a big sports fan as a kid i love the broncos because my favorite sixth grade teacher was a big broncos fan and everything he liked i liked so i was a broncos fan growing up and then as i got older i just naturally more gravitated toward basketball became a lakers fan 
by association. Now I'm a Golden Knights fan. I just went to my first hockey game. And I love, I actually, funny, I became, a, I first started watching hockey when I dated my ex-boyfriend from New Jersey because he, we would watch the um, Flyers game. The fly, okay, the Philadelphia, oh, he's yeah, from they were Jersey Flyers. and he liked the Flyers. Well, he, well, it was South Jersey, so they're very close oh, to yeah, Philly. Oh yeah, totally. He was probably an Eagles so, fan too. Yeah. Yeah, he was probably really excited this year yeah. after the Super Bowl. But so was my current boyfriend's from New Jersey. Yeah, so I've met her current it. boyfriend. He's, he's, yeah, great. he's a doll. He's dreamboat. He is a dreamboat. Will you tell the meatballs how you guys met? Uh, we met, we were set up by the manager at the Hollywood Improv. Oh, I love that. <laughs> She's responsible. Uh, so Rita set us up. And, I love Rita. Yeah, I love her. Um, and yeah, we both worked for a sim, for a mutual company that he still works for that is in the comedy industry. Um, and so, yeah, we like did the whole flirting at work for a little bit. Isn't that so fun? We were like flirting through snap, the, the like company chatting. I'm like, they have access to all of our flirting. <laughs> this is probably why I stopped working there shortly yeah. after. Uh, no, but um, yeah, so we were, we were set up. I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. That's how I was going to say, is that how you guys, yeah, yeah. I think getting like anyone that's single out there, you just have to ask your friends. Like, is there anyone you think I would be good with? I 100,000% agree with that. I, as Kat knows, both her and I have been in relationships. I'm like looking for Kat for validation. We've both (laughs) been in relationships, uh, since we were 15 years old, basically like we're serial monogamous. And so if there's, I've learned so much about relationships and dating and men and women and not just from me but from seeing my friends go through it and just the types of guys that I've dated and this is the second relationship where I've been set up but I think that's always a good idea because there's no one who knows you better than your closest friends Mm -hmm. and if they they would always have your best if you trust this person they're gonna have your best interests and what better than someone who really knows you rather than some app or just by luck you know what I mean I think it's that the vetting process is kind of already done because they like oh I've known this person you know from here and they're a good person and then you know so oh totally they do the vetting for you you know what I mean? If you trust that person. I don't you think don't... I've ever used the word vetting. But I think that's um, thank like, you for that. that's really what it is. If you think about, that's kind of like what the dating process is, is kind of vetting. Are you, are you good enough to go to the next step? Like, can you come into my, can you come into my country? That's you so true. I mean? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should build a wall around some people, you know? Um, I agree. I really do. I like, so I don't know. I just think that, um. It's a good, I think it's good to be set up by people. Do you, does your boyfriend smoke weed? Mm-hmm. He does. Okay. He does. He smokes weed. He doesn't smoke as much as I do, but I've dated guys in the past who've hated it and will, it was like a, a problem. Really? So what like, do you do? Well, is it like story, Terry Bradshaw and Aiden where he's like no smoking and you're like sneaking out to go smoke? That's what it was. It was like a lot of sneaking behind the back. Um, and to the point, I actually ended up going to couples therapy with this one guy that I dated for weed. Like that was like a genuine issue we went to therapy over. And it's funny because that building, that like therapist building was two years later, the same office where my friend Olivia had her first crystal cult Kush queen office. So she was like a, a smoking, <laughs> pot smoking <laughs> And here I am two years prior sitting. It was just, you know, life comes full circle. Oh, yes, it does. It was just funny. And then we smoked a joint in the office and then immediately got, she got evicted. She got evicted? Isn't that crazy? 
Wow. Yeah. So everything happens for a reason. <laughs> so like, do you have any advice for like couples out there where like one smokes weed and one doesn't like, is there a good way um, to balance it or like, how you gotta do you go have that, that conversation right off the bat. You gotta have that conversation. Yeah. It's because it, it, regardless if it's like weed, there's, it's that smoking issue. That person just might have a person, you know, like it's smoking. You're, you're, yeah. cons- you're combusting something. It smells. It I didn't has like an aftertaste. Yeah. You know, it has an after smell and it's kind of same with cigarettes but this one isn't won't kill you and it, it it's not as gross tasting um but i think it's just yeah it's just like smoking like on your dating profile you gotta just be like yep own it you know otherwise it it does create a culture because i do know even husbands and wives where the husband has to fucking sneak out to smoke because yeah. his wife is like i don't want you smoking weed you know and it's just like dude there's so many other problems in the you know unless it's like preventing you from being successful then just let them fucking smoke weed dude it's medicine right pick your battles pick your fucking battles <laughs> how's that bottle of wine you're drinking yeah, i know exactly <laughs> or yeah or the f- endless amounts of fast food you consume every night it just you know whatever so i don't think i've known anyone besides yourself that grew up in las vegas yeah like I, I'm a lot of times a chill or well I, I am a lot of times people's first person who they met who've been born and raised there because it is a very transient city there's a lot yeah. of transplants just kind of like how LA is um it was it was it was kind of boring I mean it, it wasn't boring in a sense of like uh there was no shortness of drama because I grew up in the suburbs of Vegas. Um, I went to a religious private school, um, you know, but we were off the strip. But uh, it took me living in other places and moving to different parts of the country to realize, okay, that wasn't necessary. It wasn't normal to be going to hotel room parties. It wasn't normal to be having your prom after party at the Venetian. You know, kids don't live like this. This is a very MTV, you know, like very heightened, like our, our, you know, the kids that I grew up with, a lot of their parents are doctors or lawyers or own hotels or, uh, you know, are big, you know, decision makers in Vegas. So I don't know, but I mean, your parents are a big deal. They're politicians, <laughs> but they're, they are, they're, they're in the, in their field. They're at the top of their field. Um, but they tried to make my sister and I humble. You know, we had to work when we were 15. We had to get jobs as soon as we could. Where does a 15 year old in Vegas work? At the Venetian. At the Venetian. You work, if you were, if you were cool, you got jobs at like hotels, at the pools, working on the summers. Like that's, you knew, and it was a very coveted job, like because it was good money. Yeah. And you were around like all the hot people and it's just constant new people all the time because it's just people on vacation. Oh, for sure. And so, yeah, you had to, and you had to know someone. It was like, you know, a coveted job. So I was a pool attendant for two summers, 15 and 16. And then like I ended up working at restaurants and a bunch of other weird jobs and then yeah so what was like the craziest thing you've seen oh i mean working in vegas like crazy i mean just the normal shenanigans people getting it on in inappropriate places at inappropriate times like as i I mean i remember i was 15 and it was a i think it was a bachelor party but a lot of these guys were like teachers and they were hitting on me i'm like dude i'm 15 
it wasn't an issue you know what I mean like <laughs> for them <laughs> or, or me so. no I'm just kidding but uh you're like yeah. so I dated one for yeah like two so, years uh, so I ended up dating a professor no um but yeah so I I mean we I, I'm trying to think because that was so that was so was long so ago long it was the ago. craziest things that I had seen but you know but I, I feel like one of the craziest things would be your mom helping to put OJ away. Well, that was, yeah, that was, that was, into, that was, that's a crazy, that was crazy. That Can you I, tell the meatballs that story? Yeah. I was away at college living in Washington, D.C. Well, no, I was in Vermont when he got, okay. So OJ Simpson got arrested for the memorabilia case and remember for steal, trying to steal back his memorabilia in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I was in college at the time. I was like a sophomore in college and I remember watching it on the news and my mom at the time was a district court judge. So when you get in trouble in Vegas, you go through the court system, you appear in front of a district court judge and these cases are randomly assigned. Okay. Now when OJ got caught, he everyone wanted this case i mean hello how often is there going to be another trial of the century two times in your lifetime like that just doesn't happen and so it just randomly it was it was between two judges and then it randomly was assigned to my mom and she took two weeks to pick a jury which is it can you can imagine would be a really hard case to pick a jury um because who doesn't know who oj like even snl parody spoofed my mom doing a jury trial that is so for cool. oj and it's like i mean like they interviewed an alien from outer space a guy who was in a coma <laughs> for like 50 years like a caveman who had like never seen the light of day it was really really funny um that's awesome so yeah she was yeah so she ended up sentencing him putting him in prison he was sentenced for like nine to 33 years he didn't do 33 no. he did like the minimum and now he's out and living in las vegas he's living in las vegas mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad's ran into him. Oh, wow. I don't think it's been like a hey, how's it going? I doubt Since it. My wife put you in prison, uh, and you got out. But OJ it's... should be nice to him. I know. I like secretly am dying to meet him because like I'm. It's not that I'm like a cult. It's not like I'm a fan, but like if you could be like an anti fan, like you don't want him to like not succeed because, but you you know you don't. I don't know. It's like I don't want. No, no. <laughs> because Michael Vick is a terrible. He killed puppies. Yeah, like, he killed puppies. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, you're right. Cats, sorry, cats. Did he kill an actual right person? Now. Okay, yes. he killed two and puppies. Yes, and so puppies. like immediately, well, not. Michael Vick is inherently worse because he caused pain to like animals as well as humans. So OJ just killed those. OJ just killed those people. If he had killed puppies, like, that's it. I don't care how you much like, time. You're more of an animal person, Yeah, apparently. for sure. <laughs> but do you like, put animals in your memes? Uh, I do sometimes, but what what people just really like, to be honest, is hot chicks smoking weed. They just love it when I meme the hot chicks. Like, that Emrata, I don't know if you saw oh, that picture of her. She slayed yes. the other day with that joint, but she took it down. She took it down? Yeah. Oh. Like, not before we all got that screenshot, though. No. Like, You're forever. giving, like, good, like, model off-duty, but, like, Liv Tyler in, like, the, like, I'm, late I'm 90s I'm athleisure all the time. Like, I, you, you can't pay me to put on a dress, <laughs> even on even on shows when I meant to put on dresses. Like, our pretty funny women I shows? can't. Like, um, shout out to Lisa, but, like, I, you will not catch me in a dress. She yells at me, too. I will try I always so wear hard. I'm like, Lisa, I'm a tomboy. I look so awkward in a dress. Like, my, <laughs> it just... 
if it's a gown, I can wear a gown, but I can't wear a fucking sundress. You know what I mean? Like I I'm a curvy. Like it. I got boobs. I got a butt. Like the sundress just makes me look pregnant. Like I can't do a me baby too. doll. I can't do, you know, like I need to do a skirt thing, but then it's like, I don't want to be in a restricted. Skirt. I don't want, I don't feel comfortable talking about my jokes in this fucking thing. You know, give me a crop top and some pants and I will pull it off. You can rock a good crop top. Thank you. Ab game on point. So, you know how I've gotten more abs lately? Tell me. Um, I've been using the yoga glow app. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. I'm going to change all of your worlds right now. It's amazing. And it's so good, especially my friend says she goes to yoga every day. It changes her life. Well, the best part about Yoga Glow is that you don't have to look for parking or anything because it's all online. Wow. Yes. Are they sponsoring you right now? <laughs> you just sold me. Oh, look at that. I mean, they are sponsoring this podcast, Meatballs. But <laughs> it's amazing. I've talked about it before, and I'm so obsessed with it, and I've noticed such a change in my body and my mind. That's the coolest part about it is that yeah. there's meditation classes, and you can literally do it anywhere. There's thousands of classes because I don't know about you, but I get bored. How much is it? Um, You get unlimited access for $18 a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's it's like a yoga class in your home. Exactly. On the go. It's like you have your own private. Like it's going to make you feel bougie. Like you just have your own private instructor whenever you want. And it's just the best part is, is that you can use it anywhere and do it whenever you want especially like for people that live in vegas or that you know like like, because they don't have yoga studios but if you know in the hotel rooms maybe (laughs) you guys just don't have normal there's nothing normal about it it's fine it's no stress and i find that sometimes it's stressful just getting to your class and that's why i love it like i'm going to new york this week and doing shows and all you need is either your phone or your laptop and some wi-fi everyone has wi-fi now and i know i'm gonna be fine and my body's gonna feel great because i get to like meditate and do yoga every day in my hotel room that's very cool yes i need to start doing that you do well now you can uh meatballs and rachel <laughs> and cat um you get your first two weeks free of yoga glow and you sign up on yogaglow.com and slash Jersey, J E R S E Y. That's yoga glow, G L O dot com slash Jersey for two weeks free. Do it. Yoga glow dot com slash Jersey. Don't Got sleep it? on it. Don't sleep on it. No, you're not. You're not sleeping. You are killing the career game. Oh, thanks. Thank you. You are. That. No, it's true. <laughs> and I feel like you living and growing up in Vegas has really contributed to your comedy set. Uh, it, it has. I think, I think, yeah, I think I couldn't have gotten into comedy any earlier um, because I just wasn't in a place in my life. I think living in Vegas, but also living in other parts, like I moved from Vegas. I lived in uh, Utah for a year. Um, Yeah, I spent my senior year at a, a lockdown in utah i was a bad girl my senior year no i got i got you need to tell us more about this i uh skim over this well i i got caught sneaking out of the house and i was just you know no 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 i got i got what it was is i i know what it was is i got caught sneaking out of the house Mm -hmm. and um my backpack got stolen out of my car which had all of my books so i come home my parents caught me sneaking out of the house they tried to send me to school the next day and i just couldn't find my backpack and i was like i'm not gonna show up to school without a fucking backpack because it was one of those schools where it's like if you don't have your books then like you're just gonna be sitting there so i i just like 
it was beyond that. Like I, there was just a ton of stuff going on in my like personal life. And I, um, I, yeah. So my parents were like, she needed, she needs some structure. So they ended up sending me to, um, uh, basically a lockdown in Utah. It had like bars on the windows and stuff. Oh <laughs> we had to wear like, you know, we had to like wear uniforms and, uh, and, <laughs> And we, it was like, you know, it was kind of like kid prison, but yeah, it's like um, prison with school. Yeah. So I like, what, how did you survive that? Oh, you have to play the game just like in prison. You have to play the game. You got to form your alliances and it's, it's fucked up. I mean, I think it was weird because these types of, um, schools or lockdowns were kind of really popular for our jet like a, a it was like a millennial thing during like the early 2000s when um like parents would just send these their kids who were like misbehaving to a bunch of these schools a lot of them were in utah or in like uh campy type places they had them all mm-hmm. over the country i think yeah. pa- paris hilton went to one our girl in, <laughs> our in girl. the same in the same town that i went to in utah so i was there for a year i finished up were there other kids like you there like did you there was a couple there was a couple girl there were a couple kids who were like okay you smoked weed once you know what i mean yeah and then there were kids who were like raped had done heroin uh you know just like heavy 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 horrible horrible things so it was it's like prison dude you just like what are you in here for you know what i mean like (laughs) and you're i'm like you're like you know uh you're like i just snuck out of the house once and they're like pussy you know like I've, i'm coming off heroin and i'm like okay oh, well uh, yeah. life just got real uh so yeah i mean it was please tell me you do material about this i am trying to figure out a way to make it funny because yeah. i think as you know uh i think here's my thing a lot of i'm very deadpan and I do come from like a naturally self-deprecating place. I think like, I think we all do our, our inherent inner voices sometimes can be self-deprecating, but on stage, it doesn't necessarily translate well if you're attractive Mm -hmm. or if, you know, like if you're a little overweight or, you know, sometimes the sprinkling of self-deprecation is funny, but like, you know what it's like when you watch someone get up and talk about how fucking terrible they think their life is or whatever. So the trick is finding like the way to make it funny without like, you know, that's like where I'm trying to find a way to make it funny. You need to be like funny, relatable. Right. Exactly. Cause otherwise you're just going to alienate your audience and like, you know who knows so they tune out it's very easy to get an audience to tune out right away right exactly like immediately once you get on stage the audience is judging you so you have to get them on your side right away and um yeah so I mean I I do I want to talk about it I'm finding a way but so I was there for a year and then I moved from the most strict place to the most liberal place which was Vermont so I lived in Vermont for a couple years I went to a liberal arts school up there and then I've transferred to Washington, D.C. I went to American University there. I was in a sorority. Yes, we love sororities yeah, on this. I was in Chi Omega. Chi Omega. I was, were, were they cool? Of course they were. They were cool at cool American. And, see, at yeah. American... They were rough on my Playboy my voted... Yeah, it depends on the uh, campus. Playboy voted American as one of the least attractive campuses <laughs> in the country. And I think that's why my parents were totally cool with me going there. Like I see my mom and dad, like they, they tried to like make my sister and I as 
unattractive as possible growing up like we had like mullets it was it's part of my bit I do talk about this on stage but like I think they were totally cool with me going to like the the world's least attractive it's so funny because all the people I know including yourself that went to American are hot well that was the thing (laughs) if you were hot you joined a sorority you were like a 20 that was like see you didn't you just didn't you just didn't like sports they weren't like excellent we had a good basketball team but we didn't have a football team we had a good soccer team or whatever and then there's sororities because like that's all dc is really is networking and they say it's like hollywood for ugly people but like there are a lot of attractive (laughs) people in dc you just so many good sound bites you know so (laughs) i don't know but and then i i was like fuck dc because you didn't see sunshine there sometimes for weeks it's the weather and so i just moved to florida and um i uh you were just trying to hit all the corners i was like i did the whole eastern seaboard (laughs) Uh, i was like what is life like in the other side of the country so yeah i I lived in florida and i think that's truthfully what kind of has rounded me as a person is uh, being around just different types of people Mm -hmm. so yeah i love that yeah I, that's what I loved about you because like you and I are very different and have a different like energy and yeah. cadence and I was like so attracted to it not like yeah let's date <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like I love like people that are like opposite of me or right. like I'm so interested in like everything you have to say and I feel like you also convey that on stage like you're very unique and you have a voice which I think is really hard to find because you haven't been doing comedy that long right and your um, point of you. view is great. And that's something, well, you guys will see it when you go see her perform. But thank you. like, thank I think that. that's why you're like moving very quickly in the comedy world. Um, I've been lucky. I've been getting really lucky. I've only been doing it for about a year and a half. My two years on stage is in October. My two years actually getting into comedy and doing mics is in August. So um, I think I've just been lucky. I think... Um, I'm just super passionate about it. Like I want, I'm going to be doing comedy for the rest of my life, you know? Um, and I'm very serious about it. So when I put my mind to something, uh, I just, you know, I'm relentless about it. So thank you for saying that though. No, it's true. I mean, you know what it's like. Comedy is so, it's so horrifying and it's, it's a, it's a blessing and it's a curse and it's ups and it's downs and you learn a lot about yourself and, um, it takes a a strong person to just take to just go with the process, and I think like you know we were talking about lockdown. I mean, I was in a situation where I'm like, okay, I'm here for 13 months. I have to make the best of it. I need to adapt. I need to take it all in. I mean, for the first four months I was there, I cried myself to sleep. So it's like it's it is. It's like it, it it's like a it's like a psychological mind fuck because I was taken out of everything I I knew and put into a situation where I'm a new person. Yeah. And every the whole my you know and it's like okay, well what do I got to do to to get through this? So and it's kind of like that's kind of how comedy is. You you're you're up on stage, everyone's judging you, and it's like okay, what tools, what tricks, what what can I pull out of my hat to get at least that one laugh or whatever. There's people on my side. <laughs> right, because at the end of the day like, you know, I've I've been getting a lot of shows and I'm I'm learning so much about comedy and like what, you know, myself and audiences cuz like here's the thing. You know, uh not everyone's going to love you. 
right? Yeah. Like you, we could be the ju- what is that quote? You could be the juiciest, ripest, most beautiful peach in the world. And there's still someone who's going to be like, fuck peaches. You know what I mean? Yes. So, and I think with comedy people, especially when they're new are like, I just, you know, I, I'm just getting, I just want to kill. And it's, it's not, I hate when people, I just, I can't stand. I'll never say I fucking kill. No. Like I, I would rather other people tell me I kill, but you're never going to he- hear me get off stage and be like, I crush it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I and like I, I hear a lot of guys that we know. Say and that. it's, oh, it's but like, but I, I think yeah. what it is, is like finding that audience and those people and cultivating your your fans and just over time you know those people will come because if you have something to say and you know and it's funny and you have a talent those people will follow you can you tell the meatballs mostly like topics like you talk about that you've found to be your niche um so I talk about my parents. I've really related to John Mulaney a lot because he comes from two lawyer parents and it's very interesting. He taught, you know, and I'm I'm like, how do I, (laughs) he's so brilliant at talking about it and captures it in a way where I'm like, oh my God, I can relate. How can I say this, but in my own way and, you know, convey my message without taking anything that's already been said brilliantly by him. Um, So I do, I talk about growing up with like, my parents um what it's like for to grow up in a a a politician family um I talk a lot about I talk I try not to talk a lot about weed I sprinkle it in like the weed for me is the self-deprecation because the weed it just it's not for everyone so although people get weed humor um it's just it's kind of hacky a little bit it does feel that way especially for someone that doesn't smoke weed i that i i kind of am like oh okay right exactly (laughs) so it's like how do you make weed humor relatable to people who may not smoke you know so i'll sprinkle that a little bit in there i talk about um relationships because that's just what i you know i have an abundance of and i'm only starting to scratch the surface of all of these things like yeah. i haven't even delved into like my growing up in different religion like i went to a hebrew day school for pre-k through eighth grade so all of my like basic he uh english math reading writing was all done through the lens of like a hebrew day school and then freshman year i went to catholic school and sophomore junior and before i got sent away we went to a lutheran school and when then i went to write your book and then <laughs> and then when i went to utah it was ran by mormons so it's like you know i haven't even are you religious no i no. i'm not i i'm not religious at all but i do appreciate the culture behind it and um like I went to a medic, <laughs> went to a medicated Passover the other day, <laughs> which I, was, I was like, I have to go. Okay. So like, have you ever been to a Seder, a Jewish Seder? No, I have not. Well, if I ever have one, you're invited, Jacqueline. I better be invited. Um, so, you. you know, there's the Easter dinner or Easter brunch or whatever. And the Jews have the Passover. Um, and so it was literally, uh, a Seder with weed. So it was just like the tradition. So it was like, okay, this is a little too much on the religious side, but at least we're passing around joints. Yeah, that so sounds kind that of fun. makes it more tolerable. Have you watched High Maintenance, the series? I watched one episode of that. Um, I have the last weed show I watched in full was Weeds, to be honest. I haven't finished Disjointed, um, which was interesting because it was like one of the la- It's like who has a laugh track to a, sh- a show anymore. You know what I mean? Like Friends was like the last... <laughs> I mean, in theory, we don't. It need- must sound weird. <laughs> it's just I don't know. 
um, so yeah, there's that. Um, well, high maintenance. There's I love high maintenance. You so like it? guys, meatballs. If you don't smoke weed, high maintenance That's is still cool. great. It's really cool because it's just about relationships and people and all and different all walks of life. York, right? And that's my favorite city. And I'm yeah. so excited to fly there in two days. Um, but there's a whole thing about this journalist who starts like seeing um, a Hasidic Jew. And she like sneaks into like their little private parties and they kind of like turn against her because they realize what she's doing because she's writing a story Mm. on like everything they do. Do they smoke weed? Yeah. Yeah. They're smoking weed. They're drinking. They're doing. That's dope. All the things. And everyone's like woven together from their dealer. Right, right, right. And so he's there. It's such a good show. Oh, I'm going to have to get into it. The best part about it, uh, Meatballs, this is um, some advice. If you ever want like cool, chill music to like. I don't know, like run to or like write to or clean to. Just look up a high maintenance like Spotify list. Mm. They have the best it's music. Dope. Oh my god, the music is the best part of the show. Yeah, well, like so many things are the best part of the show. But it's yeah. dope. Yeah, super dope. No, I like it. Um, okay, I have more four twenty questions. Hell's yeah. Um, I want to know like what's something that like isn't going to make me look like it's like amateur hour for me on four twenty. Like what? should i do what should i not do uh there's gonna be a ton of events going on uh around la i'm trying to think i'm gonna be at the high times cannabis cup um they asked us to do our podcast there so okay we're gonna be live podcasting the bud there um olivia's gonna probably have like a setup for her brands at kush queen um go see a go to a concert go you know uh go to if there's like any festivals or whatever i mean just you know have your vape pen with you take an edible what's a good like vape pen flavor uh well because you don't get to try them out do you well i can tell you which brand like i like dosist which is formerly uh humboldt and they're great pens i actually have one with me um these pens i like they were time they were voted times best one of their best inventions in 2015 i believe and what's really cool about them is you take a hit and it vibrates when you're consuming i'll show you guys it's it's live right now it's happening (laughs) it's lit and there's Um, a cute light on the end of it well that's letting you know sorry i should have asked before i vaped in your apartment no um, my uh gabby actually has that pen okay yeah so it's cool (laughs) because when you saw that light up it means i'm taking a dose of um weed so it tells you it you're basically aware of how much you're consuming which is important i think on the consumer side of like some people want to know how much be aware of how much they're consuming that's amazing yeah so it's like for people like you who are begin or you know beginner stoners or like don't smoke that much weed who can like mess up and take two of the biggest bong hits well it's, well you have by you, accident it's more about having control over the high okay no, you can hit it again, but that's when you vibe when it vibrates. That's how much you're taking a dose. So it's called dose. It's called dosis. Dosis, and it comes in at based based off basically how you want to feel. They have a sleep. This is a calm. They have an arouse. They have bliss. They have. Uh, ooh, I uh, wanted to ask like sex questions. With I'll weed. try and answer them as best as possible. <laughs> well, uh, the no. best strain I got to ask this the other day. Granddaddy Perp is a good strain. Granddaddy for- Perp. Who comes up with these names? Uh, well. <laughs> 
I don't know. I think the grower. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Granddaddy Perp. Well, what does it's that a hybrid. do? Is it's it a like- hybrid. So there's purple. And usually purple strains in weed um, are more indica. And they're good for anti-anxiety, relaxation. Um, and I don't know what the cross is with it. But basically, uh, if you're more relaxed... Um, you're able to have a better orgasm. So. Oh, for sure. If I have anxiety or if I'm in my head and you thinking about all my try, shit. You should do the bath. This bath bomb is, um, Olivia has two kits. She has a lit kit, which is based, it's kind of like a play on Kylie Jenner's lip kit. But the lit kit comes with a joint, a bath bomb, and a medicated piece of chocolate. You can find these at, at kushqueen.shop, I believe. Um, and then she has the lit kit for love. And that also comes with like... <sighs> um, medicated lube i can get i should get you some which is really cool so what is that um so it's basically lube that is medicated so it kind of just like i truly haven't tried it yet but everyone who's tried it loves it um so it just makes you feel that much better down there right Oh my gosh, I feel like everyone needs that in their life. I mean, it's crazy. You, they're, they have medicated wine. They have any... If you can think it, you can medicate There's it. There's medicated wine? Mm-hmm. What? So yeah. what, what is that like? Well, they're coming up with different ways, like I said, to... Uh, to like, they have a beer that my friend... Uh, Olivia, her fiance, has a beer that has THC and CBD. It doesn't have any of the... Alc- like, the... It, they're f- trying to find ways, because there's rules with cross-fading. Like, you can't... Mm-hmm. Um, put something with alcohol with THC because there's just not, they just don't, there's just rules around it or whatever. So they found a way, uh, to, I don't know what the rules are now, but they found a way, my friend's company to take out the like alcoholic component and replace it with THC and CBD. So you're getting, it's the same taste as beer, but the effect is more like a high, like an edible. Oh, I love that. Crazy. You are just so good at segueing. (laughs) Edibles. Yeah. Let's see. Because they look so fun and exciting and i feel like yes that's amazing they look yummy but like i have never tried one because they scare me right what do you recommend starting off with so um basically you should come to the shop sometime by the way I, um, can you tell the meatballs where the shop, uh, is, the shop is oz Weho. it's on fairfax and santa monica right across the street from the whole foods oh i can walk there from my house yeah perfect <laughs> um so basically with edibles it's just like with anything. It's like, okay, do you want edibles for daytime or nighttime? I don't like to take edibles during the day. I like to take edibles at night before bed, like uh, in place of like Xanax on a plane. Um, mm. It's uh, it's just, it's good relaxation. They have dosages down like as small as five milligrams up into things that are like over a hundred milligrams. Okay. So... I always advise people at the shop, you know, like edibles come in all different forms, cookies, chocolates, gummies, uh, anything that you can, th- like they have Weedos. I, I, mean? uh, <laughs> I, I was stuffing Cheetos in my mouth for That's the photo shoot yesterday. So I say just start with 10 milligrams. It's really? Nope. Start- <laughs> Cat's sitting on a Oh Cheeto. my God. I love it. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> Do it. I dare you. Um, um, I just start with 10 milligrams. Wait 20 minutes and then okay. see how you feel. See, I... I had I work with a few like 21 year old girls and I feel like they always have like cool shit that I don't know about and the other day they pulled out like it almost looked like toffee or yeah like a brown fruit roll-up and it was shrooms yeah those shrooms are popular making a it's it's not like they're making a comeback but they're finding with shrooms and I did my first uh shroom I, I did shrooms 
the first time like within the last year and I loved it. I I've never been like a big I never I've never done coke. I've never, you know, like I'm not a big drug you know, consumer. Yeah. <laughs> but I I did enjoy my mushrooms experience. I've done it twice and they're saying microdosing mushrooms helps with depression. Um, which really? is mainly like my depression and anxiety is technically what I use cannabis for. Um, but yeah, they're saying if you microdose mushrooms, it's good for managing depression. So did you have depression when you were in high school? Um, yeah, no, I, I've suffered, like I had depression basically when I, since I was a child, okay. um, I suffered or struggled with it from as early as I can remember. I mean, like I wrote my first suicide note when I was seven, I think like most kids have their like a pluses and I was like, here's my suicide note. Um, it didn't make the fridge. It did not make the fridge. No. But, uh, so I, my mom, you know, she, I feel like we come from like, just like the medication generation. Like we're the first generation of kids that really is just over prescribed these, these pills because, you know, our parents were really just marketed very well. It's really just a successful marketing campaign. Cause like no one knows the true long-term effects of like these, any of these pills. Like they just, there's just not a lot, enough studies that they haven't been around as long. Yeah. So I, I started taking Adderall and Ritalin like at age five, what? which is very young. Your brain is not developed. Like, yeah. So I was on medication from a very young age. I mean, my parents, they just thought they were doing what was best for me. And I mean, I can't, I can't hold any resentment now, but it was like a struggle because growing up, you know, it's, it does something to your, uh, self-esteem as a kid who's to the rest of the world deemed sick. Cause if you have to take a medicine, you're not well or whatever, you know what I mean? At least to the rest of the world. So there's, there was a lot of that. And then like as I got older, I started getting into the like the anti-anxieties and the, the antidepressants because I just probably from the side effects of just life <laughs> and yeah. taking these pills or whatever um, and just, you know, whatever. So it wasn't until I got to college did I really start experimenting with like cannabis and started asking those questions of like, OK, well, you know, maybe I don't need these pills. Maybe I'm just, you know. Because it's like I looked at myself and I'm like, there's not anything wrong with me. You know, yeah. like I just don't feel normal. So for people who because I know there's other people out there like me who because these medications are very expensive and healthcare in this country is not great. So mm -hmm. in order to be able to afford these job, these medications, you have to have a good job. It's just true. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be paying hundreds of dollars out of pocket for pills that don't even make you feel better, you know. So it's been a long journey with the mental health and kind of finding like what works. Um, but yeah, I'm medication free. I don't take any of them. Good for so, you. Yeah. What do you think is a good outlet for you to like get that out? Like does writing help? Or uh, comedy out? has been a really good outlet. Um, truthfully, exercise is probably the best thing for me. I just have sometimes I just like have a hard time getting out of bed in the mornings but that's still like the depression still affects me like I can't sit here and be like I'm say I'm depression free everything is perfect because it's like I'm just learning to manage it without these medications and you know I'm not it's not like I wake up depressed every day but it's learning to manage these emotions you know the more natural way which I think in the long term is better so you seem like very in touch yeah. with 
your body and your thoughts you're gonna uh, do yoga glow now i know right well i think i think that was just like the years of therapy i my mom always you know and i guess that's like the flip side because at least i was well taken care of you know like was it the best method like you know would i have done that to my kids not necessarily but like you know i think the self-awareness comes from the therapy that i just yeah i was in a lot of therapy going talking about all the feelings right you know exactly how you feel basically <laughs> um what advice do you have for people that maybe don't have the tools to like go to therapy uh find an outlet a creative outlet or um something like exercise is to find something that's either active or creative to keep your Um, mind going because i think a lot of us uh a lot of people who struggle with mental illness are creatives um there's a high uh depression anxiety rate in creative people it just is like a fact i think it's i think that's what makes us better creatives is we are emotional and we are we feel a lot of things we're very open exactly and i think that um a lot of times we get overstimulated and to have an outlet like comedy or writing or painting or whatever it may be that is that's just what helps with managing the emotion so uh i feel like for me going to concerts mm. is really Do, like because you like to dance yeah well you're that's that's a good outlet because it's it's creative and it's active it, com- it combines kind of the best of both worlds body and mind right uh coachella's coming up mm. yeah mm. <laughs> i have a thing with coachella i'm there i knew, they were like doing weird thing like they were like you can't smoke weed at coachella i was just gonna ask and you then like, a judge what? ordered that you can and oh really yeah and like i don't know it's like the owners of coachella I, i've never truthfully gone to the festival but i have gone i went to a really great um uh weed party that was like at a dope house that took place last year yeah yeah i like to go and support the brands and stuff but um you know i think coachella what it was to what it is now is so different and that goes along with like a lot of the festivals and now it's really just like a place where and i'm not saying this is for all people but it's it it's so expensive if you don't live in california to to and people i mean kids from all over it's it's just like a highly coveted you know, it's like trendy to go to Coachella to, oh, yeah. to, to get here is like however much money and then to rent a car and then to find a place and then to pay for tickets. I mean, you're going to be dropping thousands of dollars on yourself. It's so expensive. So it's not like, it's not about the music, you know, it's about money, mm-hmm. but who can blame them? <laughs> I went three years in a row. I had a good run. I saw, I, I, it like fell the Beyonce on Beyonce is this year. I know. Well, Jay-Z was my first year and Beyonce came out. And she sang Forever Young with him. And then I went the year after that. Um, uh, I know, it's so random. Yeah, it used to be much cooler. And then I saw Kanye, and then it was Tupac Hologram. And I was like, I'm tapping out. Oh, my God. You can't go after (laughs) that. Yeah, like, that's it. I'm done. That's dope. Although I love, I talk about Lady Gaga on the podcast a lot because she retweeted our video. Yes. And um, I'm so bummed I wasn't a part of that now. But, you know, I got what I deserve. Uh. (laughs) Next music video, I want to be a part of it. Yes, we need to do another parody. That's so good. You got to keep, if you got to keep doing it. I know. If you got her to retweet it. You're onto something. <laughs> I love a good parody. 
I'm yes, I think Paris Hilton is now who That's we should parody. That's what I'm saying. You, you, well, I am kind of it. doing that, I guess. I don't know. You're doing it. Yes. Well, if you ever hear a song and you're like, this is it, yeah, just let me sure. know. Well, no, I, I do have an idea that I, I'll run by you after that I've been trying to make happen. But it's more like, it's not even a parody where I, it's, we'll talk about it after. But. Um. So that day when I ran into you at the improv, I think you were either about to do Getting High with Doug Benson. Getting Doug with High, yeah. Getting, du- is That's that what perfect. it's called? Getting Doug with High. Getting yeah. Doug with High. Okay, can you tell the meatballs about that? Because I am fascinated by this show. Uh, Doug is amazing. I mean, just imagine basically a comedy idol. Like, the only other person that I... It's, I hold a lot of people up on pedestals, but it would be like Sarah Silverman being, being like, come over and smoke a bowl and watch a movie. In. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> kill me. Uh, no, that was amazing. I, I actually opened for Doug up in Oxnard. And then he was like, come do my show at getting or come do getting Doug with high. And I was like, is this real life? And he's super great. Um, and he he shot it at he has a studio or whatever and the other guest was jeff tate and it was just the three of us and i was just very high i mean i smoke a lot and i i was trying to like prepare myself you know like all week just like all day every day like prepare these lungs prepare this mind um, <laughs> how do you prepare yourself to do just that? like you smoke a ton of weed oh and my just God. like just constant high so like when you're just smoking it's like you know you're just like not reaching any you're just it's like plateau. building up a tolerance yeah basically a tolerance okay. um but yeah he's great it's it's cool what it, did you is there like a guideline like or do you just go and talk about uh, whatever the best thing ab- about uh, no he has like there's a whole structure to his show that like he runs a show you yeah. know like he so you just show up smoke weed smoke as much weed as possible the the, the more you're smoking the better you know so because that's what people want to see they want to see the guests get really high oh my god i want to do it yeah god what do you do and this is something i always wondered and i've never asked what do you do to like make yourself not be so high like do you just have to wait it out yeah you just gotta sleep it just don't smoke just (laughs) just don't just stop consuming just stop just like what put the edibles down like just <laughs> like stop. is water gonna help uh water always helps everything Food. but like um sleeping it off just sleeping like it sleep off. it off you know eat some food sleep it off don't just stop smoking immediately stop consuming so funny so, yeah wait i had meatballs right in other questions um are oh that's weird different uh nope how are the prices now that it's legal in LA? Uh, the, Has it it's, changed? Yeah, it's gotten it's gotten the prices have gone up because of um, the sales tax. Um, I can't I don't know like specifically what the percentage off the top of my head, um, but yeah, you're going to be paying a sales tax if you are going into a recreational shop, and to prevent that is to get your state card, which is now through I believe. Um, I think you either get it through the health department. I don't know. I forget where you get it in California, but I think it's like the same place you either get your license. I don't know. It's like weird. So you pay a one-time fee of like $100. You get your like state health card, but that means you can't own a gun. And then you don't pay taxes on your weed. You or you you just pay uh, medicinal prices, not recreational prices. Got it. Um, there's still medical shops around that exist that aren't gonna charge you. And then there's of course what I don't recommend, which is the black market. So they're looking to I think lower the the taxes to compete with the black market because it is very expensive and it is medicine to people and 
you know people don't want to pay 70 dollars for an eighth of weed you know so which that is expensive like before rec you're paying like 40 50 even lower depending on you know where you're purchasing it from so So someone who's never bought weed if i walked into a shop how much do i ask for well uh it just depends i mean how like you could get a gram for like you could get a gram which is a, like a nug or and like a baby nug or you can get 3.5 grams which is an eighth so it's like depending on how much you smoke or what you want um and it also to me i look at weed like i look at food and i look at gas like if you're you know you're i like to smoke the best weed because like if you're gonna smoke the best you're gonna feel the best some people are cool with smoking the less expensive weed but yeah. like it's kind of like you're if you put shitty gas in your car your car is gonna run like shit if you eat shitty food you're gonna feel like shit you look like shit but some people can eat big macs and go about their day and it's fine for them so i don't know you're just well preserved yeah i'm just like smoke the best what well, do you since we normally do a just enough like sports segment on the show we already talked a little sports mm-hmm. um but there's not really that much exciting stuff happening like we just we went all in on march madness very true um, for the past few weeks conor mcgregor was arrested for apparently like throwing a chair at a bus that happened um there was ufc this weekend i don't really care about ufc sorry meatballs if you do that's awesome um <laughs> i want to know if someone's going to a sporting event like what do you recommend do you smoke before do you bring your vape pen like what's the best kind of weed for it um probably hybrids or probably i would do a hybrid or maybe like an edible or bring a vape pen you can always go in the back like I, I mean you're not technically it's not like legal what you're doing but uh there are discreet like vape pens are always more discreet edibles smoke before pretty much yeah smoke before and be smart you know smart. but uh i can tell you vape pens are discreet more discreet um and so are edibles so that's what i would do i would probably do that that's awesome yeah. i feel like i'm learning so much yeah I just oh, okay. I, this is a we. This is a how to. <laughs> this is a how to. Yeah, I texted Rachel today, and I was like, "It's gonna be like weed for dummies." Oh today. my god, I love Rachel. Oh my gosh, you guys are so great. I anytime that I see either of you on the lineup, I'm like, "Okay, this is gonna be a great show." Oh, who? You, know, you and Rachel. O'Brien. Oh, Rachel O'Brien. Yeah. Um, oh, I, is that? Are you? Were you talking about me? I was talking about. Oh, you. I didn't know which one. You're, I thought you were like I'm having Rachel on. <laughs> It's going to be so lit. No, uh, you were talking about me. But shout out to Rachel O'Brien. Shameless plug. <laughs> Sorry. It's really funny. Yes, Meatballs. She's been on the podcast and you probably listened to her Be Here for a While podcast. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I have just a few like rapid fire questions for you. Let's just do Jersey-isms. It. Uh, which would you rather watch? Real Housewives of New Jersey or the New Jersey Shore reboot? Uh, Housewives of New Jersey a thousand percent like I've seen every single episode I'm a huge Bravo fan I'm you a huge are I've, I've seen every single episode of except for Potomac and except for DC they they're dead to me um I watch New York I watch Atlanta I watch Beverly Hills I watch OC I watch New Jersey um who's your is Jersey your favorite Jersey is my one of it's always been my favorite I, I love them all in different ways like I love Atlanta um Nene Leakes is like everything to me and the fact that she's doing comedy is like ridiculous Um, I love how I mean Beverly Hills is Lisa Vanderpump is everything to me like low-key before I moved to LA I was like I'm gonna get a job at Sir and I'm gonna be on Vanderpump Rules and that's how my life is gonna go um they had our comedy on it 
I know. I know. I saw. I know. I'm such like I love Vanderpump Rules. I love all of the Bravo people. Um, Olivia's friends uh, with Ariana because they did stuff back. Oh, cool. So I've gotten to meet Ariana and Tom, Mm -hmm. and like I've gotten. Tom and I were in acting class together ten years ago. So funny, and like, uh, like uh, I've gotten to know Rachel a little bit, and. Uh, anytime she's on a show she like Stassi like uh we did a show at Laugh Factory together so I got to see like I performed in front of Stassi Kristen and Brittany and that was like huge for me was it I was like if I got one laugh from any of them then like that was they're really great um because they every time we filmed they would always place them like right in the front and because they're they love comedy so much you were on that show with Kristen right yeah okay and they their faces like smiling back at you it just put you at ease where you would think it would like make you like tense or like nervous but no, no my plan is before I die to befriend like all of them so uh, well you there i need i know i need right to have here. i know i need to have like other goals than that but like yeah I, I, i'm a huge supporter of the vanderpump people and bravo and bravo <laughs> like here's the thing I, I because I, I used to work like living in LA you work a ton of weird jobs I used to work yeah. at Equinox and um Ken would come in and I remember uh who came in um gone with the wind uh Kenya Kenya Moore came uh- in. <laughs> and I was helping a customer and Kenya comes to the desk and I literally stop helping this customer just so I can tell Kenya that I am obsessed with her. Oh my like, God. Like I could give a fuck about like huge celebrities would come in because it was the Equinox Beverly Hills. So I love it. And I'm like, I could give a fuck about actual celebrities, but like give me any Bravo TV, <laughs> any Le- Bravo, Bravo celebrity. celebrity. And I'm like, you're real. Fa- like you're actual famous to me. So. Well, it was really cool. I just um, did Adderall and Compliments podcast on Saturday. If Annabelle and uh, didn't who was there? Uh, I saw um, uh, not uh, Dorinda was in Dorinda the picture. Was there. Yeah, she. Oh my god! And she, who else was there that I was like, Ramona? Ramona. Oh yeah, my gosh. she had good. And I can't give too much. Well, she's whatever. She's going to tell the stories on stage. We're doing like a live panel I in New saw York. That. That's so cool. And she walked in because Priscilla, who does all the Bravo Liberty, like all the makeup for Watch right. What Happens Live, was like, okay, just I'll come to your makeup before you go to the New York premiere and come to Ramona's hotel room. She'll be gone by the time like you get here. So she walks in thinking like Ramona's not going to be there and she tells the story much better than me, but she's walking up and hears Ramona's voice like yelling at Avery. She's like, Avery, stop eating tuna. You need to get ready. And so they're like in there and it was just one Bravo person like after another. She said she literally was sitting in the hotel room and it was like Sonia came in and like barged in the room and then Tinsley and like just one after the other. And she was just like, what the fuck? Is I love life? them. What Andy Cohen yeah. has done is just Very so funny. iconic and I respect him so much from like a, just like a marketing branding uh you know creative they're doing all the watch what happens la shows right now because he's out here yeah he's out here right now luann's out here like they're all doing press I like love them it's they're genius happening. he's genius That's bravo cool. people are everything to me so which so. cast would you be on uh i would want to be on vanderpump rolls or i would want to be <laughs> no i need i'm like vanderpump is my show um no i would want it or housewives of beverly hills beverly hills yeah all right i like the new york girls better oh like feistier New York is I just I mean I'm dying for this season like this I love Lu- can't, like Luann like we all saw what was gonna happen with Tom like we called it yeah, tried to be was... your friend we were we were that friend that was like don't do it and you were like you're just jealous <laughs> and then you like you just like 
you know, and then she needs to apologize she's to like Bethany a puppy Frankel coming back with her tail between her legs. And like, I get it. We're going to embrace you, Luann, because you're the countess. And <laughs> I we a few weeks ago, expl- I explained with Annabelle the defensive line and the offensive line of football in terms of the New York Housewives against Tom. Oh, it's like being at the residency yeah. hotel. And yeah, it made for so sure. much more sense to yeah. everyone. Exactly. You can you can definitely use Bravo to explain sports. <laughs> totally. To and then I, I had um the mostly sports podcast guys on two weeks ago and it was the final four of March Madness and they did it like each team as if they were a cast member of Vanderpump. That's so hilarious. Like, Kansas is like Kristen <laughs> and like it just makes it so I much easier. I mean Kristen seems so happy with Carter and she used to live in my building and truth be told when she was dating James and um I just would die because we lived on the same floor together and I was like they have no idea how much sharing this elevator means to me right now like I'm going down to wash my dirty underwear You're but like so to sh- funny I like I just love them because I I think it, <laughs> oh my god a, I like never talk about it but like I really do like You're I, I, I watched. it's weird Guys, she's lit up I'm such, I'm such like <laughs> I really am such a fan because like I've watched them all from the beginning like yeah OC or whatever I and, well the OC started when I moved to and California you, and I I didn't understand because like growing up you know how like our parents had like soap operas or whatever yeah, this and is it's like so they exactly like i have these attachment to these characters that i'm like <laughs> in person they have no idea that i know literally everything about their lives like i know more about their family and lives than i do about people in my actual life you know <laughs> so like when we are we gonna work be on friends that, like i can help you with something like oh my god uh i'm loving la la this season even though you didn't ask me uh like my eyes are getting watery yeah That's they how are. passionate i am about <laughs> so yeah i am like and like when I when I met Rachel and when I met you it was just like oh uh, this is amazing because like they're friends with them so like inherently I'm friends with them like, <laughs> so I was like their friendship you're Vanderpump that much, adjacent you know? exactly <laughs> I am we so- recorded probably next to your apartment and James was it was not a very good production of Uptown Funk parody we recorded the whole vocal track in oh, that that's apartment so funny yeah and so we were singing Uptown Funk right next yeah. door and you have I just, no idea. I want them all to just be so happy and successful. Even Jax. Um, <laughs> shade of Jax. Oh, now. poor Jax. I want them all to be happy. I think they will. Yes. You're so close. I'm going to smell the couch. Uh, they smelled here. They've sat here. <laughs> I love it. Um, what do you have coming up that you can tell the meatballs about? Uh, okay. So I'm at Ice House. I'm hosting Ice House on Wednesday. That's so cool. Um, I'm performing at the Rampart Casino in Vegas. <gasps> um, I'll be at High Times doing the Bud Live uh, podcast. So um, I'll be around, at, you know, hopefully just booking more shows and where do you see yourself in five years when you're not doing uh, all these shows? i see myself still performing comedy hopefully i book a tv show or i'm writing a show or uh but just you know still performing hopefully selling out um you know dispensaries <laughs> <laughs> to, you know just, just dispensary shows but yeah uh comedy stand-up tv movies i don't know that's amazing yeah um i see you doing all of that yeah hopefully. and uh tell the meatballs where they could find you on social uh, media facebook.com slash wolfie memes twitter wolfie memes instagram wolfie memes and also wolfie comedy <laughs> perfect that's amazing yeah. thank you so thank much you for having for me. informing me on 
all of the weed things. Yeah, so hopefully now uh, now Jacqueline's going to be a huge stoner. Poor Gabby. <laughs> now every Gabby's podcast. Gabby's going to come back and it's going to be like hot box and she's going to be like, I did not sign up for what this. What happened, yeah. Jacqueline? <laughs> what happened to you? Yeah. No, I love it. And Meatballs, if you have any other questions, um, you can also email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com and I will relay the message to Rachel. You're amazing. Thank you amazing. so much of for course, being this here. Was fun. Thank Yay. you for the hospitality. Oh, no prob. And uh, thank you again to Yoga Glow for sponsoring the podcast. Okay. Uh, Meatballs, remember, you get your first two weeks free when you sign up on yogaglow.com slash jersey. That's yogaglo.com slash jersey, capital J-E-R-S-E-Y, for two weeks free. Uh, I also have some dates coming up. I will be in New York on the Adderall and Compliments live show April 14th at, I think it's 1 p.m., but I'll post the time then at Stand Up New York, the Great Love Debate live show on Monday, the 16th uh, at 8 p.m. And I'm doing a guest plyo jam class at the Flatiron Athleta Store at 7 o'clock on that Friday, April 13th. Guys, I'm going to post all the things. Don't worry about it. Um, So, yeah, I hope to see you there. Come say hi, meatballs. I know there's some kittens that listen to this, too. Um, So I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. I'm going to wish you a happy 420, even though it's... Thank you. Yes. It's next week. But I feel like... It's early. It's early. It's always 420 somewhere. Yes. And I feel like we needed to prep everyone. So they, like, really went hard and celebrated... The right way. Exactly. So you're welcome for the 420 podcast, guys. Uh, this is What's Your Jersey. Thank you so much for listening, rating, and reviewing, and subscribing. I'm Jacqueline Marfuji, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstar.